welcome to Out of Touch Season 3, Episode 9. My name is Karina, and today I'm going to be talking about a trip that I took with my dad last November to Great Basin National Park in Nevada. Now, before I get into the trip, I want to give a lot of context to why we took this trip. So to start off with, my dad got a senior pass for national parks, which if you don't know, basically I think it's after you're 65 years old, you can buy a pass that from the national park or the government or whatever you want to call it, you buy a pass from them for I think it's $60 and you basically get into all of the national parks for free until you die. So naturally, you know, I'm going to take advantage of that. So if he if he's around, you know, and I'm around and there's a national park, I say we we go, you know, you know, you get what I'm saying. So that's one reason why we went to to Great Basin, and it's also one of the reasons that I've kind of gotten on a national park binge. The second reason that we went is because the year before, my parents and I did a trip to Utah where we hit Zion's National Park and Bruce National Park. And it was probably the best trip that I've ever had with my parents. And that's saying a lot because usually when I go somewhere with my parents, we tend to get into arguments over, honestly, the most (laughs) basic level things. And so we just wind up fighting and it's just super not a good time. And so this was the first trip where we really enjoyed ourselves. We had really solid days. Like every day that we were there, there was just something new and exciting and we really didn't fight at all. And so I took that as a, as a really good thing. And I thought might as well just continue replicating this throughout the years. Now the year before, I think it was the year before Utah, I wound up going to Sequoia National Park and then the Grand Canyon, but I'd gone with some of the international students that I was friends with. So it wasn't really, you know, with my family, obviously, but I figure we've gone on this, this trip in the November Thanksgiving period, and so we might as well continue to do this. So I'm hoping it'll be a tradition in the future. However, and we'll realize this once I get into the Great Basin story, One of the major issues with going to national parks in the wintertime is that oftentimes a lot of the national park is closed. So for example, I was looking at Crater Crater Lake, I think it's called, up in Oregon, and it's super cool. It's, It's this phenomenal lake and there's miles and miles of hiking, but in the winter they close down the main road and when they close off that road, it basically prevents you from going on any of the hikes. Or if you were to go on a hike, it's probably going to be longer. Also, there's a whole bunch of snow up in Oregon and in other places as well. And so that's kind of a downside if you go to the national parks in the winter. On a plus side, there's usually less people in the winter because obviously people don't want to go. But I personally think that's a little bit better because I think in the summer it can get very chaotic. And that was definitely apparent when my dad and I went to we went to um, Rocky Mountain National Park in last summer, actually. And it was pretty pretty busy. We had to get up incredibly early. So yeah, those are kind of the reasons why we wound up going. 
Now, when I <laughs> presented this idea to my parents, I I said, you know, why don't we just go to Great Basin National Park? Because it's it's somewhat close. And when I say somewhat close, I mean I didn't want to do any national parks in California because I'm from California and I feel personally I could just go whenever I wanted. I wanted to go somewhere else because I had a week-ish, honestly a little less than a week, but I figured we could probably go to some other state. When I pitched this to my parents, my mom absolutely laughed and said, sure, you know, and definitely was not on board. <laughs> and my dad was kind of the same way, like I, I'd really rather not. And what wound up happening is we couldn't make up our minds on what we wanted to do for Thanksgiving. So my mom said, you know, why don't you two have fun? Because it sounds like you're going to be in the middle of nowhere, Nevada, and it's going to be really cold. And that doesn't sound fun to me. But you guys, I'm sure, will have a great time. And my dad said, sure. So my dad and I wound up going together. So not the whole family, but I think I think it worked out okay. And what what happened was we broke it down. So my dad, by the way, I don't think anyone really knows this, he hates driving long distances. And when I say long distances, I mean anything above two hours is a pain. And so, for example, a story that my mom always brings up is there was one year where our whole family drove down to Disneyland and my mom said, we're never doing that again because my dad just absolutely could not (laughs) deal with the drive. So if it's a decent drive, what winds up happening is we have to stop certain places or for example, this trip, we stayed overnight. And so we did half the drive one day and then half the drive kind of the next day. At least I think that's what's happened. At least I think that's what happened. So what happened was we had a couple days for Great Basin National Park. And if you don't know anything about Great Basin, happy to give you that information right now. Basically, it's a national park in Nevada, but it's on the border between Nevada and Utah. And personally, I would say it's pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Although when I think of Nevada, I think of pretty much desert for miles. And that's exactly what it was. It was desert for miles until you hit this phenomenal national park where you have mountains and lakes and greenery. And it's 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 crazy. I think it's absolutely crazy just to have that, to have nothing for miles and then you see this this park. The other cool thing about the park is that they have these caves. So that's like one of the things that they're known for are, yeah, these caves that you can go into. And I have a story about that in a little bit. And then also they have stargazing at, at night and they have, they have like, not a program, but, but someone who runs it and you go and check it out type thing. And it sounds really cool, especially because the park is nowhere near where you'd get any air, not air pollution, oh my gosh, light pollution. So you would really see the stars very well. Now, right outside of the national park is a very tiny town where you have two quote-unquote hotels, and when I say hotels, I mean really tiny little things that are considered hotels. You got a really tiny gas station and then a really tiny, I want to say cafe, but maybe it's, it's, it's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And fun fact, in the winter, because they don't get a lot of business, they completely close down the town, and so nothing is really open. Although I think, I think the hotels-ish are open. But my dad and I, we wound up staying 30 minutes away in a larger town. And when I say larger, I mean there was actually a couple blocks of said town 
larger actual hotels, like, I don't know, the, the, the Hyatt, I think the Hyatt's a hotel. And so there's actually more people, more things happening. So we wound up having to drive every day 30 minutes in to go to the park and then drive 30 minutes back. And it is what it is. So one of the things that I should have done as the person suggesting this trip and doing research is I should have looked more at the park. And when I say that, what I mean is I took a look at, at some hikes that were in the park. And so what I wanted to plan was there's this one hike where you can do a loop and there's these three lakes that you can hit up. And then there's a separate hike to a glacier. Apparently this is the only glacier in Nevada, which is pretty cool. And then the last hike I wanted to do was one to a place called Wheeler Peak. And basically it's the highest place in the park and when I read it said you know you want to wake up really early because it was something I think like eight or nine mile hike but I wasn't sure if my dad wanted to do that because my dad has a fear of heights anything height related he's like absolutely not so I figured if we were going to go up on a peak where it seems very you know (laughs) you're going to be looking over the edge and stuff like that he might not want to do even though he said oh I'll be fine I'll be fine so all of these things seem doable But as I mentioned earlier, not a lot of parks have the whole park open in the winter, especially when you're in Nevada where it does get really cold in the winter. So day one, when we drove to this park, what wound up happening is we, and by the way, I really quick side note, I might be off on the way that I explained this because it was so long ago and, and there's a couple of moments where I get a little confused. So if I sound like I'm hesitant or I'm just kind of thinking about it, it's because I'm trying to go back in my memory and remember what happened. But day one, I basically said, I want to go to these three lakes. My dad said, that's fine. So we, we get to the park and we go to the visitor center just to get a map. I, I want to say that that day was was Thanksgiving. And so, or the day before Thanksgiving, probably the day before Thanksgiving, I think. And so we we just picked up a map and that was it. And then we drove to where we could start the the hike. Now the problem was is that they have something called the scenic drive. And the scenic drive is what you need to to get to the start of the lake hike. And there were three lakes. There's Stella Lake, Teresa Lake, and Brown Lake. And so what happened was we're driving up the scenic drive and, oh no, would you look at that? There is a gate and we can't go any further. So we couldn't go up the scenic drive, but lo and behold, good news, there is a trail, a separate trail that we can take that will connect to the start of the lake trail. And this, this one that'll connect, we'll just say it's, I don't know, three miles there and back. And I'm really bad, by the way, with miles. One of my friends is like, Karina, why, why, why are you like this? I go by hours. <laughs> so I might say, for example, it takes me, I could be wrong here. It takes me, I think, either 30 minutes or an hour to do a mile. No, I don't know. It's something like that. That's how I go. So instead of saying, oh, it's like three miles, I say, oh, it would take me, you know, three hours or something like that. So we start, we basically say, okay, we'll just, we'll just see what happens. So we start on this, 
the the trail that's going to connect to the other one and it's it's really pretty it's also very hot by the way i was wearing for context i was wearing i think ski pants or not even ski pants but winter pants ish but you can still hike in them and then i had these boots which my mom says are hiking boots i would disagree and say they're snow boots or a a mix of snow boots and hiking boots and i hate them i think they are the worst but they did come in useful for this trip, I do have to say. So, we start hiking, and one of the things <laughs> with this this part of the hike is that it's not flat. So it's literally, we're, we're slowly gaining elevation, and we're slowly going up, and it's, it's a decent amount of elevation as well. And so we're definitely sweating. We're still getting a lot of, I don't wanna say, beautiful sights. I would say it's a lot of typical stuff that I might see on a hike in California, but we were next to this really pretty creek because the creek was kind of half frozen because again, cold as heck in Nevada. So we, we hike up and then we get to this point where we're almost to the start of the lake hike. And where the two kind of overlap is in this campground and the campground is closed because obviously it's winter and you know, so we get there and I think at this point it's around lunchtime and, and so we eat lunch and then we start to go up to where the, the, the start of the second part of the hike is. And as we're going up there, there's a lot of snow. <laughs> and it's it's doable snow and that we can get through it no problem. But once we start the lake hike, that's where we get problems because it's like snow snow. And we're not necessarily wearing snow-related shoes. You know, my dad's probably wearing hiking shoes. I'm wearing hiking shoes, but I personally think that my shoes really came in clutch here because I would still say that they're kind of snowshoes. So I was doing pretty okay, and my dad was definitely not doing okay. So this this lake hike should have taken us maybe maybe an hour, I would say, but it wound up taking us three hours because it was it was so hard to go through the snow. And the other thing too is, I mean, I would say it's because I'm young and so I can also, I don't know, maybe I'm more aware when I'm hiking and things like that. But my dad definitely is is not really good in the snow. And so the concern was that it's snow, but it's also kind of ice. And so if you're not stepping in the right spot, you could slip and fall. And I think I don't know if it was the first day or the second day, but one of the days he definitely did fall. And, And obviously if you're old and obviously if we're up in the mountains kind of I'm gonna say up in the mountains because we it was a it was a hella elevation gain and so we're like up here kind of and we're like the only people out here which this is where I think this is what I think happened too I think that we were here we did this first part on Thanksgiving and the reason that I say that is because I think we wanted to go into the visitor center to see if we could do the caves, but they're closed on Thanksgiving because it's it's a holiday. And so we wound up, you know, doing that doing the hike instead and, and there was nobody else because it's Thanksgiving, so of course no one's gonna be out hiking, but we're the weirdos who are doing that. So anyway, we, we did this hike and we saw the the lakes and they were very pretty. We also saw some turkeys. That's why I'm pretty sure it was on Thanksgiving, because naturally you would see turkeys on Thanksgiving. And then we headed back down. And We had been hiking for so long that on our way down, it started to get dark because also it's winter. And so, you know, the sun goes down quicker. You know what I mean? So 
we're, we're hiking and we wind up hiking in the dark. And I, <laughs> I don't do well in the dark. I was actually telling a friend of mine this because I'm, I'm thinking about going backpacking by myself, by the way, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to because I just have that irrational fear of things that go bump in the dark. So I would, you know, I could assume anything from a bear or a mountain lion coming out, even though I'm pretty sure in Nevada, in that national park, there are no bears and there are no mountain lions. Or I go on the other side, which is that someone could literally come out of the bushes and murder me and no one would ever know because nobody is out there. So those are the thoughts that are going through my head. So we're walking in the dark and I'm literally looking everywhere. My dad has a little headlamp. And so I make, I make him, <laughs> I make him like pan around, you know, and I'm pretty sure at one point he said, you know what this would be perfect for? And I said, what? And he goes, a murder. And I'm thinking, please, like, do not be saying that, you know, like, oh my God. And so, yeah, for when it got dark, my heart was, was racing. So eventually we get to the car and if there's anything that I learned from that, it's you got to look at the maps to begin with. And then you also just got to get or I guess be prepared, because I think that day we wound up doing 12 miles of hiking, which is a lot. And it's especially a lot if you don't hike on a daily basis. So I can tell you the next day, I definitely woke up very sore. And we'll get to the next day in a second. But what happened was, I think we got back to the car around 6 p.m. And then we get in the car and we're going to drive back to the town that we were staying in. And then we realize, what are we going to have for dinner? Because in our heads, we were thinking we would just go to a place in the town and and eat dinner. But then we also realized that it's Thanksgiving. And a lot of places tend to be closed on Thanksgiving. And also, we're going to get in fairly late. So we, we decided to go to McDonald's because we were thinking they had a McDonald's and, and we're thinking that McDonald's has to be open on Thanksgiving. Well, not this freaking McDonald's. This freaking McDonald's is not open on Thanksgiving. So we literally had our Thanksgiving meal consisted of Diet Coke and a bag of chips from the gas station that was open. <laughs> so really great first night meal to have. The Next morning, what we were going to do is we were going to basically wake up early, which RIP us because we definitely woke up and were like, kill me now because we were so tired and and sore from the the day before. But our plan was we were going to go check out the caves. And the thing with these caves is that not just anyone can go in, they do tours of them, but you have to do a reservation in advance. And a lot of these national parks just in general have like a reservation system so for example when my dad and I went to the Rocky Mountains because it was such a high demand type thing and and they do the reservations basically just because they get so many people that they want to limit the amount of people that are in the park which I totally understand and so this tour for example they they wanted to limit the amount of people that were in the cave at a, at a certain time they also didn't have a lot of staff because it's it's the winter time so they only had two rangers or whatever you want to call it who were going to lead these tours. And so we didn't, weren't able to get a reservation and, and instead kind of had to go as early as we could because they only had two times. They had one at, I think, nine and then one at one or two in the afternoon. And we were just going to go and, and see if we could kind of get in. So we, we got there and we got there pretty early. And basically the, the 
the guy working there said, we can put down your names on this list, but there's already a couple of people ahead of you. So I don't think you guys will get in, but if you come back tomorrow, then you should be able to get in as long as you're the first people in, because apparently there's enough people that sign up but then don't show up that it could happen. So he said, we'll do that. So then my dad is, is asked me, he said, what do you want to do for the rest of the day? And I said, <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> well, because as I mentioned at the very beginning, there were three initial hikes I wanted to do. I wanted to do the lakes, I wanted to go see the glacier, and I wanted to do the peak. And at this point, we'd done the lakes, and so I was thinking we could go do the glacier, but the, the, the problem is, is that the glacier and also the peak are in the same location as the three lakes. So this would mean that we would have to do the same exact thing we did the day before. I go all the way up and then go all the way. And so <laughs> I don't know how I convinced him, but I convinced my dad to do the same exact thing we did the day before. And I, I at least was a little happy that we were a little bit more prepared. So I knew kind of where we were at at certain points. And I think we hiked a little bit faster, to be honest. But again, we had issues when we got to the start of that lake glacier hiking part because of the snow. And so there was actually a point where my dad said, I'm not going to go further, but if you want to go further, you can. And so I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I kept going on my own, but then I got really paranoid because I'm like up on this mountain, I'm by myself. And at one point I'm literally scaling the side of the mountain in snow. And so it got to a point where I, I put my foot down and it's like my foot slides and then you just see the snow slowly like tumble down the mountain. And so I had this moment where I was thinking, this is way too unsafe for me because I'm going to slowly slide down this mountain and then I don't have access to get back on the trail or anything could happen. And, and so I found it too unsafe. So I never got to go to the glacier, a little salty about that, but it's fine. And instead I headed back down and I actually, my dad was going so slow that I actually caught up to him by the time he got back to the beginning of the trail, <laughs> which worked well because I was thinking what it's going to happen if I actually lose my dad on this trail, we're going to have problems. So we wound up doing pretty much the same thing we did as the day before. So we did another 12 miles. We did get back earlier. So we it wasn't dark by the time we got back. And then that night we had McDonald's for dinner. And I'll never get over, we, oh my God, we go into the McDonald's and we had really bad luck. So by the way too, at this point, at this point, I'm grumpy because I'm really hungry and we had made a couple other stops or done something else or I don't know what happened, but I'm, I'm really grumpy. And we go into this McDonald's and there's a group, it's a couple of families, there's maybe 15 of them and they're right in front of us. And it's one of those things where they're there and it's like, can I, can I get the Happy Meal for my kid? And then they go, yeah, and then it goes, the, the person is like, do you want chocolate milk or orange juice with the Happy Meal? And then they're like, I'll take chocolate milk. Oh, actually, I'll take orange juice. Actually, which one do you prefer? And it was, it was so painful. And so they had that going on, but then they also have the, I call them independent, oh, I can't think of the word, the, the, self, the self-checkout type thing where you can order, you know, not with a person. <laughs> So 
what happened was I went up to start just ordering on one of those and I tried to tell my dad just to come with me to deal with it and he's like oh but I don't want to lose my place in line I'm thinking we're going to be here for like 20 minutes and that's not going to work and so he said you know if you do it then you know do it and I was like okay I can do it but also I don't have money I need you to come over here and give me your credit card and he's like no because I don't want to leave the line and so we had a whole brouhaha because of that and then meanwhile this freaking group of 15 people are still ordering their, their meal I swear to god and then this guy comes in behind us and he's also waiting and you could just tell he's fed up and so then we get the meal and then we go back to our hotel room and we ate McDonald's and it was really funny because we wound up actually seeing the dude who's waiting in line behind us at the hotel later <laughs> I think we were both in the same elevator it was so wack so we did that and then the next day we got up really early to see if we get in the caves and we got there so early that the uh, the um what's it called the visitor center was still closed so we're, we're sitting outside of this visitor center and then this car drives up and then they come up and it's these these two guys who i would say are in their 20s maybe their mid older 20s something like that and so we start talking to them because they're also trying to get into the caves and so they're also going to wait with us and it turns out that we got the whole backstory from these people so first of all both of them are from florida but they moved to california for school and both of them went to uc berkeley and one of them just so happened to work on this water project in I'm not wording that right I don't know how to say it's not like a water project but we have a my god a natural habitat what is it called I I don't want to say it's like the place where like birds and stuff it's not a sewer what is it it's not a swamp it's kind of like a swamp but I don't know what it's called anyway basically I'm just gonna say swamp because I'm struggling so one of the, the brothers just so happened to work on this swamp. Marsh, marsh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're saved. It's a marsh. So one of the brothers happened to work on a marsh that was actually in the town that my dad and I lived in. And so that later got my dad talking to, to one of the, the guys, the guy who was working on that, about like other things. And, and my dad's like, oh, I'm the mayor or whatever. And like gives him the business card. And it, it's a whole, I was like dying because you know, you know how it is when your parents do things and you're kind of embarrassed. Anyway, we, we talk, we eventually get in and, and we write down our names to, to be for the, the cave thingy-majigger. And then we go and get gas. And that was super awkward because the, the guy also happened to be getting gas at the same time. And then we went back to see what would be happening with the caves. And this was this was the most dramatic thing ever. So we have about 15 minutes before this cave tour starts. And my dad and I are the first two people on this list. And the ranger basically says, there's five people missing. So five people have 15 minutes to get to this, this tour. And the ranger guy said, and we're very, we're very particular about time, so you can't be late. If you're, if you're late, we don't accept you. Very, very strict. And that's good for us, you know. So slowly but surely, some people start trickling in. And then there's this large group of foreigners. And they 
are going to be going on this tour. And they say, oh, there's four people from this group that aren't, aren't here yet, but they say that they're on their way. And the ranger guy looks at his watch and is like, well, if they're not here in two minutes, then they can't come on this tour. And just the way he said it, they're just like, like, or even from the visitor center, you can see the road and he's like looking out at the road. He's like, well, you know, I don't see them yet. I don't see them yet. Basically, we wound up getting into the cave tour and it was super cool because the one of the rangers who's, who was doing it, it was his first time doing the tour, but he was super great about it. And when you enter the caves, you go through this kind of steel concrete tunnel. And it was super awesome because on the way out, the ranger actually simulated an earthquake for us, which is pretty awesome. And then they also explained in the tour, what was it that they explained? Oh, they, they explained some really fascinating, fascinating stuff about graffiti because there was graffiti in the in the cave, but they said the graffiti was from, I think, the 1930s or something. There was a really wild story about the person who found the caves, something about him like falling into the caves and then like hanging on to this like thin rope and hanging onto this rope for like two weeks. Very interesting. And then a lot of very, I don't say whitewashed history, but a lot of, a lot of white men messing up the caves and doing all this bad stuff and you know how it is so it was really cool to learn about the caves that was really fun and then after that my dad and I just did a really chill kind of walk and so what happened was that that road that the first day had been closed it was still closed the scenic one we just wound up walking on the road and that was that was pretty fun we got to to see some really scenic views of the park and, and it was well worth it and then the, the reason I want to bring up the, the stay is, is because for dinner, I basically told my dad, I said, I, I cannot eat McDonald's again. I'm so sick. And also for context, I'd been having like Fruit Loops for breakfast. I was not having super healthy breakfast as, as well. I was having whatever the hotel had and Fruit Loops it was. So I said I didn't want McDonald's again and I didn't want fast food. I wanted all I wanted. This is all I wanted. And this is all my family, by the way. My family, all my family ever wants is a salad. Granted, both my parents will say I would like a salad, but I would like the dressing, the tomatoes, the cheese, everything on the freaking side and it freaking annoys me. So all I wanted for dinner was a freaking salad. That is it. Easy enough. So... I thought I found online a place that had salads, okay? A very simple place. So we, we're in town and we, we go into this restaurant. And first of all, this restaurant had deer heads everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean every single wall in this restaurant had deer heads. And then, and then the other really funny thing was there was a a couple of TVs that were playing sports-related things. And one of the TVs said, do not ask us to put on any NBA games. And we asked the, the waiter about that. And the waiter said, oh, the owner has, has really political views that like prevent him from like wanting to put on the NBA. And we, we weren't really sure what that entailed. Like we thought maybe it was because the NBA required all players to have the vaccine and so maybe you know the owner of the restaurant was 
against the vaccine. We weren't really sure. So we get the menu and I'm looking through it and I realize that there is no salad, which makes no sense to me because on the website, you know, they said salad. And so we asked the waiter, we asked her, we said, you know, where do you have a salad? And this was her response. I kid you not, this was the response. And I am struggling to understand this at all. And I'll explain to you why I'm struggling to understand this. So she said, um, what, what was it? She said that there's, there, they haven't, they don't have salads because they don't have enough kitchen support to make salads. And I was like, it's not, okay, might just be me, but I don't think it's that hard to make a freaking salad. And the reason that I say that is because this place was selling, for example, burgers and sandwiches. And I basically wound up getting a burger that had mushrooms, tomatoes, lettuce, onions. And I'm thinking, you could just put lettuce in a bowl, put the onions on top, put the tomatoes on top, put the mushrooms on top, and then you have a freaking salad. Like, what the heck? And so my dad and I wound up getting burgers because they didn't have salads. And I'll say it was fine. The burgers weren't that bad. Everything was okay. But then there were some other things going on in the restaurant that were also very interesting. So there was one, there's one table and it had six women and then a table right next to them that had two men. And it was so whack because it turns out that one of the women and one of the men, so one of the men was a principal at a school in Reno and the woman just so happened to have gone to that school as a kid and neither of them knew each other. This same table had an issue, <laughs> had an issue with, with glasses and spilling whatever liquid they had in these glasses. And they're plastic glasses, by the way. And so I love it so much. So the waiter actually went up to this woman. It was one woman, by the way, who kept, I guess, spilling her drink. And she, she got the woman, oh my God, it was so funny. She got the woman like a top for the glass and then taped it down so that the woman would stop doing that. And it was so funny because she taped it down and then made eye contact with my dad and I like, you know how it is or something like that. But it was just a really good moment. And then sitting next to my dad and I was this, this couple and they were, they were talking to the waiter and they were talking about how they ordered an Uber to that restaurant. Keep in mind, by the way, we're still in the middle of nowhere, Nevada. So in this town, there is a singular, a singular Uber. And the singular Uber is like, God, what car was it? It was some ridiculous, ridiculously expensive car, like, like an Audi or not an Audi. I don't know. Some like very oddly specific expensive car. And you're just listening to this. Like one, what dude in the middle of nowhere is offering Uber services and with this car specifically. It was it was so crazy. So those were basically what happened, I guess, in the span of three days. And it was a really, really wonderful trip. If you're ever in Nevada and just in this area, again, I, I would say this is a definitely out of the way, but it's very worth it. So I would really recommend checking it out. And I'm trying to think of what else happened on this trip. I don't think there was much. Oh, there was... The one benefit to being in the middle of nowhere is that there's there's only one one road and it's one one lane going one way, one lane going the other way. And so because there's literally no one out here, 
there was one day where my, I think my dad didn't want to drive. So we literally stopped on the road and then switched places because nobody else is out here. And so you can, I don't want to say you can legally do that. I don't know if it's legal, but we did that. And that was pretty fun. And then the other thing that was pretty fun is that I feel like personally, you can go pretty fast out here because I wouldn't really say that we saw a cop at all. So we definitely were going pretty fast. And that's also why we got home, or that's why we got home in a decent amount of time is because, yeah, we just were going, you know, I don't want to say 100, maybe not 100, maybe 100, I don't know. We're doing something like that. So yeah, definitely really fun. And we'll see what happens this year. I think we're going to try to continue this trend and go elsewhere, maybe do a national park that's a little bit warmer. Still not in California. I'm very adamant about not getting in California quite yet. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. I, I feel like it's a little bit of a change from the out of the country kind of story that I've been giving. And I just thought it was funny because of, yeah, not paying attention to the map and just kind of the little interactions and experiences we had throughout the couple of days that we were there. So with that, I will see y'all for another episode in the future. Bye.